It's time for Ask Your Auntie, the show that gets real with teen girls about life. They ask, and we answer with tea, tools for excellence and achievement. The goal, to help girls make better decisions in real time. When you can't ask your mom or Gma, ask your auntie. Now here's your host, Marissa Terrell, Esquire. Got questions? Ask your auntie. I'm Marisa Terrell, but you can call me Auntie M. I'm the director of the High Tea Society Foundation and the host of this podcast, Ask Your Auntie, where we provide sugars, also known as teen girls, with reliable answers to their questions. Now, we have a very special episode for you today. <laughs> you know, the premise of our show is to have women of all ages share generational wisdom with our sugars. But you also know that it takes a village to raise a happy, healthy, discerning child, right? And that's why we know it's not enough for us to focus only on auntie advice. It's also important to hear from our uncles, our big sisters, and our cousins. So today, we have a really good friend here. I've invited Uncle Xavier Epps. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so uh, excited that you're here because you're like our first uncle. Great. Now, we met. Oh, God. How long ago <laughs> so has it been? It's been like. I, uh, 15? Oh, oh my God. So long. Years. Okay. It was through Deanna Jefferson. It was. It was. Deanna, who used to intern with Jamal Harris, who was a fashion yep. designer. Deanna is a fitness phenom and yes. the best intern executive assistant I ever had. Okay. Yes. I miss yes. her. Oh. <laughs> anyway, she's doing big things. Now, you and were she's her. Still, and she's still, and she's still, she's still a client. client. She's a legacy. You and her were a legacy client oh, look at of this. ours from 2010. <laughs> that was 2010. Oh so, that started in 2010 when I started a corporation. So, we're this will be year four. 14. Wow. So, yeah, so we've been knowing each other a long time. So, you have seen my trajectory and my sort of zigzag motions. Um, But this is, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you today. Uh Uh, So, you are a financial advisor and you do that work for a variety of small businesses, right? Yes, yes. Small businesses, nonprofits, Mm -hmm. individuals, Mm -hmm. um, taxes. It's tax season. So, tax preparation, bookkeeping, uh, financial plans for families, keeping people on the B word, the budget. The oh, I hate people. that word. I know you don't like the B I word. I hate that word. I think I wrote a whole short story about oh, that word. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, but it, as long as if you're paying yourself in a budget, mm-hmm. it's fine. You it's fine. So? Okay. Don't be like that. All right. Well, anyway, you're also an, an, an author. And yes. you wrote this best-selling book. Tell us about this book. Yes. What's the title? So um, the title of the book is Budget It Yourself, B-I-Y, Budget It Yourself, okay. um, Escape to Financial Freedom. That's the, the trademark that I learned how to do from you in the very beginning. I'm like, I'm going to trademark and patent my slogan. <laughs> so Escape to Financial Freedom. If you see anyone trying to use it, let me know. Cease and desist. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but I wrote the book in, um, in 2020 and 2021 and released it. It became a number one on Amazon wow. in personal money management. Management and personal finance. Um, I should have brought and, my copy for you to sign. Oh, you should have brought it. And it's just, it's just been amazing. The feedback. We talk about taxes, of course, but we really go in depth about credit and debt. And be, you know, people don't understand the many different ways you can manage it. So I definitely try to touch on everything that's possible. I love that. I also love the fact that you get a whole book. That means it's a full conversation, not these little blips you get on social mm-hmm. media. Somebody mm-hmm. giving this advice, that advice with no connection. Yep. 
So yeah. this is really and, great. And all of the illustrations are done by me. Mm. So the graphs, the charts, the pattern, mm. everything is done by me. So it makes you, a huge difference. Yes. Huge difference. Okay. So did you always want to work in finance? I mean, that's a tricky, tricky topic, subject matter. Not everybody is thinking <laughs> numbers. numbers. No, and okay. and it, I actually fell into the world of finance. All right. I fell into it because I, my my background was computer science, okay. and I was a geek. I was a true geek. I wanted. I took a took apart computers, put them back together. Oh. Had the hardware, the software, the memory chips, all of that. And when I at seventeen, I had the opportunity to work in Wall Street, mm-hmm. and I was uh, um, working for an investment banking firm. And they was like, "Hey, we like the way that you navigate through the computer, how you put spreadsheets together and models." So I ran with the opportunity. I got my degree in information system business management. I was still thinking computer science track, uh-huh. even though I was working in Wall Street at the time. And at seventeen, you 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 kind of know what you want to do, and you get taken a whole different course. And I just ran with it. And I spent eight nine years at that Wall Street firm, and I was a registered broker with the FINRA Security Exchange Commission. That sounds and, like money. I can hear cha ching cha ching cha ching. Well, this is a person you need to know, and I need to stay close to you. Okay. <laughs> so the other reason why I wanted to talk with you is because you are from D.C., right? Yeah, You're from Southeast, like Southeast, me. Born and raised. Okay. So that's exciting because we love to see all of the different talents that come out of the D.C. area, mm-hmm. but specifically saying we are actually from the city. So that's super cool. But that means you hung out here you went yes. to high school here. Yes, middle school, high school, elementary. And you're raising a family in the city. And I'm raising a family in the city. In the city, folks. Expensive as it is, we yes. are doing it. Yes, we are all hanging on to our <laughs> houses. But, okay. All right. Well, before we dive in to ask you to advise us, mm-hmm. we've got to take some more time to get to know you better. Okay. And I like to tell my sugars, why do we do this? Um, you can say it with me. You cannot take directions from someone who is lost. So it is up to us to figure out who is Uncle X? Uh, before we even think about following anything he says, we want to know, did he even go to high school? And if he did, was he successful? Did he make it out? Like, what <laughs> happened? Like, we got to get through all of this. Okay, so tell us about growing up in D.C. Now, you're younger than me. Like, yeah. So uh, this was, what year was this? This was, like, when? It was early 90s, right? So early 90s. Like, the part that I can remember. I'm an 80s oh, I'm baby. Say, Look, I'm not about to give up. I'm an 80s baby. I'm an 80s baby. You're not about to give me okay, to be dropping all okay, the gems. Okay. I'm an 80s baby. So in the early 90s, the 90s, growing up in D.C., it was very unique because, you know, gentrification hadn't happened yet. So even, you know, with my kids today, gentrification is so big. It's like I can't really relate to it because I didn't have that issue growing uh, yeah, up in D.C. Yeah. It was purely African-American. Like, that's all we had to worry about is our own kind growing up. But, you know, growing up, it was very similar. But again, it wasn't because you didn't have the technology factor. You you had Woodworth. You had, you know, you had. But you're the, talking about the, the glory. The Murray. What about the grime? What about the, the crack wars? What, what about the danger of the 90s? No? It was, I try to I try to forget that. OK, because that's but, what I like, remember. Look, I try to look. I remember and, and going that's like this. Like you said, I was a, I'm a little bit younger than you. Okay, so. <laughs> but no, I know it, it was there. It was in your face. It was it was expected. You know, yeah. my mom would say, you know, it's not about where you live, it's how you live. Yes. And that always stuck with me growing up because D.C. has some really bad places. Mm-hmm. You know, 
growing up in, you know, Minnesota on Minnesota Avenue, yes. Greenway, it was like you go around the corner, you're in 37th place. Now you, and you, you know, you go too far, you're in Mayfair. You, you, you're in Lincoln Heights. You're in these areas where your friends live at and you right. want to be a part and of your friends. And them. you want to hang with them. However, however, I, when the street lights come on, you want to be heading home, home as soon as possible. And the, and the Metro ran like junk in the in the early yeah, 90s. It, it, it just, was not and efficient. And then you could not get a cab to Southeast that oh, I could, do remember. No. You had to just keep saying, I'm going to Eastern Market a little bit further. You got to wheel them in. You got to lead them in. And you're like, you know what? This person's trying to get me. Okay, no, Yes, we try to take you there. So, yeah, okay. So, D.C., but what I want to get our sugars to understand is that D.C. is sort of like the same. Like right now, you see the tick tick up of a bit of more crime and you sort of still have to be on the swivel. You still got to be paying attention and you need to be sober doing that. That would be my advice, but we'll get into that later. So we're, we're going to go further and get to know Xavier a bit more. Your full name, sir? Xavier Neal Epps. Okay, and from Southeast. Now, where did you hang out? This is what I want to know. I stayed. I stayed in my area. I, okay, I good knew, for you. I knew <laughs> early on. <laughs> I ventured. Look, this is how bad it was. I ventured out of my my comfort zone where people knew me and people looked out for me. I ventured out and I ended up in um, Kentland in Maryland. My first experience in Kentland, I get jumped. Oh, God. I get jumped. And it's not by, like, a couple guys. It's about 16 guys. It's, they're just all surrounding you, me. Because you, you're not home. Where I'm was your home. crew? I'm not home. I'm not. <laughs> and, and I called my crew, and they were like, you where? You where? <laughs> what? What are you doing <laughs> you over doing there? there? I'm like, I was going to get my hair. This is when I had hair. And I cut my hair off. I cut my hair off after that because I was like, never again. Mm-hmm. Never again. Mm-hmm. But it, it was really sacred. Like, if you, you would go throughout D.C., and if people knew where you were from, they would they would test you. Yes. They would test you because they know you're not supposed to be in yes. certain neighborhoods. So for for me and you know my twin, we my mom always said, stay stay outside, I can see you. And you know, when and when parents say that, you're like, I just gonna be nosy. Just want to see it. No, they, it was a safety. Yeah. It was a we safety. We couldn't concern. leave the front yard for a very long time. We spent a lot of time at the library. Like we had to be in specific locations. Yeah. Mom would be like, That's before you had the cell phone. We did have a beeper, but she would be, she would be like, Know the people there and she would call. Are they there? Like, what like uh, what is happening? Yeah. Like my mother was very serious. Look, yeah. Okay, so home, you told me about your twin mm-hmm. uh, brother. What type of responsibilities did you have at home? Oh, for me, it was, you know, my mom, single mother, yeah. you know, father wasn't there. It was very typical in the 90s. Okay. And that's one of the things that, you know, brought me to the show today. It's like, hey, having that male dominance, mm-hmm. that figure, that alpha male mm-hmm. in the family is crucial. But having someone that understands not everything is about gender roles uh-huh. in, a, in, a, in a household. So, you know, we would help my mom cook, clean, mm-hmm. you know, take out the trash. And then I was, you know, I saw opportunities. Before I even knew I was going to be an entrepreneur, I'm taking out everybody's trash. Okay. I'm like, look, 50 cents. Oh, I, I got Lord, you. You're I got you. To be 50, a good cent. 50 cents. <laughs> I, I take out the trash, but then I will also go a step further. If, you know, if I see that there was a mess made from the trash in their doorway, I'll clean it up. Yes. I'll clean it up, but you got to buy supplies. So I need. <laughs> That entrepreneurial spirit was just, just coming, okay. and I didn't even know it was coming. It was there, but you know, we did that, and mm-hmm. um, we we enjoyed our 
uh, Monday night wrestling and and going to the store buying little Debbie cakes for twenty five yes. cents mm-hmm. and and just snacking <laughs> just stocking up on snacks and, and and it was good because it didn't have technology you didn't have that interference you had a lot of time to get to know people in the neighborhood That's true. and be protected good friends yeah good, good strong bonds okay but high school quickly before we move into our questions where did you go. H.D. Woodson, Tower wow. of Power. All I can yes, remember warriors. when I saw that school, that was a, I was like, this is the biggest place. I, it's huge. Yes. How yes. did you stand out or did you? I actually stood out to the point that I didn't want to stand out. I actually uh, started becoming very distant from school, believe it or not. I would not, I didn't take it very serious because I could come in, get good grades. I was... Th- Top five okay. of my class, okay. and I didn't go take pictures for it. I didn't go to the graduation. Why? Because you don't I, want people to know you're super smart. I didn't want. I didn't care for it, and you know, and and it was because of the choices I had made at 17. I had a son on the way. Huh. I had a son on the way going into the 12th grade. I had a son on the way, and I stopped caring about a lot of things that my children today I tell them to care about, um, like and that. I. Like being a part of the the academic squad, or being a part of okay. the social gatherings at school, okay. or, or taking right. school so, pictures, so being, like, being, in, okay. being being Immersed there, in being this, being in, in that present. moment. Uh-huh. I did not be in that moment. I was at Wall Street. I was working extra extra hard. I was asking for extra hours because I wanted to be able to take care of my kid. Yeah, I wanted to be able to be a father to you know mm-hmm. a child. Because I didn't have that mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. So I was determined and I literally gave up my senior year oh, to wow. do that. I was there. So no prom for you? I didn't go to the prom. Didn't to the I prom. didn't do anything. And, and you know, to this day, is, um, you know, I regret it. I regret it because seeing, you know, bought the sentence, you know, I saw my son off to, you know, his his dance. And, you know, he's 19 now. And I'm going to see my girls off and my nieces off. And I'm oh. like, dang, I wish I would have just gone through mine. But, you know, decisions. We make decisions. Yeah, we make decisions. And that's what this show is about. We are talking about how do you decide you're at a fork in the road. You're trying to figure out go right or left. We hope that you'll take some of the information we share today to help you make that decision. All right, so who are we dedicating this podcast to? We're dedicating this podcast to my girls. So we're... Peyton, Gabrielle, Chloe. That's my three oh, girls. Beautiful names. And then my three nieces. We got Saima, oh. Jasmine, and Miracle. Okay, so, wow. And they're ranging from ages of... Oh, oh my God. They're ranging from ages uh, six, seven, all the way up to uh, 16. Whew. What a so, spread. Okay. It's a, definitely a spread. Love. Okay, let's get into these questions. Now, remember these questions, many of them are coming from our sugars over at Washington Public... Uh, I'm sorry, Leadership uh, School in Northeast. And uh, here's the first one. How do you know if your bae is into you? Mm, interesting question. As your uncle, that's what we want to hear. As your uncle, <laughs> you have to you have to look for things that your bae is going to do without you asking. You have to look that they're going to you know want to take you out on a movie and not always want to Netflix and chill, right? You want to make sure that they they want to show you new experiences. The things about being in a relationship is new experiences with that person and finding the things that they like and then finding that they'd like it to do it more. Yes. Um, so it's, it's, it's a deeper understanding of the person you're with. If you have a person that's willing to take that time and do it and figure that out, that's the, that's a keeper because some people just be like, oh, what you want to do? What you want to do? Right, and, and they're not, there's and no then, thought in it. They're not like trying to figure out like ways to impress you or ways to sort of and so do then you ask yourself, together. Are you really interested in me or what I have to offer? Yeah. Like why? Like why is it never you taking initiative? Yeah. So when you find that guy that's like all about you, 
and they're learning and you see little things that they're trying to do, that's a keeper. Yeah. Okay, I love that. So, like, they're paying attention. Your favorite color is pink, so they're bringing stuff that's pink. pink they're yeah. doing things like th- we're talking like these are verbs. Okay, yep, they are yep. doing something. They're actions. Yep. Yes, Action and we're not necessarily talking about money. We're mm-hmm. talking about time. Time. Time is time is crucial. And 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 you know, I've been married, been divorced, been married, mm-hmm. and I can tell you, time <laughs> oh boy. is important, and you don't know how important it is until there's no more time. Oh. And and that's and that's when you say, you know what, I should have done that differently. So yeah. no see the signs early. If they're you know, if they want to spend the time, yeah. good. If they don't want to spend the time, that's a problem. Ah. Don't have you shouldn't have to warn someone multiple times to spend time with you. They go That's to, a sign. That's a sign. People what they say, oh, you make time for the things you want. Huh? It's real. It's real. Yeah, you can, because typically the, the significant other they want to hang out with their, like, if it's a guy, they want to hang out with the guys, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay. And you can do that. It's, there's always time. There's so much time mm-hmm. to have time for yourself. To have time. And your, your self, your me time can be with your girlfriends. And his me time can be with his guy friends. Y'all can have that and then y'all can come, come back together, together. And talk about the experiences and talk that about you had that are You won't believe what, what such happened? and such said. Oh, da-da-da. my God. Yeah. There's More time fodder for, for conversation. Okay, <laughs> that's a great answer. Thank you so much. Here's number two. So I work after school and on the weekends, my boyfriend is always asking me for money or asking me to pay for food. What should I do? You should probably leave him. <laughs> <laughs> she should probably leave him. Uh, sounds like he's a smoocher. It sounds like... <laughs> Like this is a, a indication of what is to come, baby. All right, and then <laughs> so. and guess what? You know, the way the world is set up genetically, only women can have babies. Yeah. Could you imagine yourself pregnant, coming from work, he at home, or he's wherever talking about can I have some money? Right. I got a whole baby here. Exactly. We supposed to be building his life, and you worried about my paycheck? No, I need you to go get a paycheck so that I don't have to be on my feet. All day working as hard as I am with a baby. You know, it's things like that. You got to think whenever whenever you ask yourself a question, think futuristic. Mm-hmm. Think about what the future will be. What would the future be like if he asked that question 20 years from now? Yes. And he'd be like, think about yourself. 20 years from now, someone asking you that question, is that appropriate? Like, is that what you want? A grown man saying? No. So you probably want to nip that in the bud now. Like, look, don't ask me for no more money. I understand you're in between jobs. That's fine. But... In the meantime, in the interim, we're going to do free stuff. That's right. We're going to do free stuff. We're going to do cheap eats. You know how to watch yes, the Tony Magazine. Yes, yes. We're going to do cheap stuff. And you're going to do some with your little 50 cent. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do some, some with my little money. <laughs> and, and, and it's not even about that you're not trying to support them. But let's let's be real. If you lose your job, what can he contribute? Yeah. What can you have to you have to save for a rainy day? You have yeah. to save for emergencies. Yeah. You got to have money for the unexpected. So yeah, you got to rethink that. If he's always asking for not even always, if he's asking for it, it's a problem. You should be able to just do for him when you, when you do want to do for him. Not you know, as like a op, not as your other job. Right. No, I'm not like you're not my kid. Yeah. No, we're not gonna do that. Right. Right, right, right. And we know people go through hard times, but we're now you're at, you're in high school. This is where you get to make these type of decisions. You're not married yet, so we're not yeah. talking about through thick and thin yet. Yeah, not yet. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. Fantastic. That's good, too. All right, here's another one. Seems like we got a lot of money questions today. Okay. Here's another one. Okay. Boys my age have no money. Should I just date an older guy who has a job? And that's interesting because, you know, we touched on this a little bit. 
I tell my girls, my nieces and my my daughters that you shouldn't be worried about dating if the person can't get a job. So when someone says boys my age cannot get a job, are you saying because they're too young to get a job? And if that's the case, you probably shouldn't be dating. Uh, there's a there's a season and a time for everything. Yes. So focus on your academics. Focus mm-hmm. on any extracurricular activities that mm-hmm. your school may have. Focus on something outside your school. Focus on your family, but most importantly, focus on yourself. Yes, build because yourself. Because you gonna you're gonna have a whole lot of time to be dating, and that's and it necessarily doesn't have to happen in high school. Yeah, you have a little friend, you can have someone you committed with, but you don't have to have the titles because right now the title aren't warranted because the titles can't be supported. Right, and then you look at like social media and you're thinking, oh wow, this they're dating and he's buying her bags and he's doing it. That man is grown up. He has a job. So that makes sense in that, in that phase. But when you're in school and then plus, these girl men have other objectives, yeah, don't, they, motives, don't other they, Uncle? Other motives. They what have is other, the motivation Nothing's for free. Nothing nothing's for free. You other alternative. one way or look, the other, baby girl. <laughs> a, lot of these, a lot of these men, older men, nefarious reasons yeah. why they want to date younger women because they know that they're at a stage that they're still a little naive. Right. And women mature much faster than men. And that's why you have an older man looking for a younger woman because he knows a younger woman is more naive. But he knew he couldn't pull something like that with someone of his age. Right. So that's why he's looking younger. Think about that. Like, why is this guy so interested in me? I'm 17 or I'm 18. Mm -hmm. He's 23, 24. Why Mm -hmm. is he so interested in me? It can't be because I'm super mature. It's got to be something. What is it that I'm missing? Look for the signs. Because most likely it's something that you're doing or saying that he knew he couldn't get away from someone that was in the same age bracket. Right, So, But again, if you're focusing on what you should be focusing on, academics and school and everything like that, by the time that boy that is in your peer group is is as of age, they can get a job. Yes. And then they could afford the things or they could start to give you things that involves monetary value. But you can't worry about that. If you're worried about that now, there's probably a good reason. And that reason is you're too young. You're too young. You're probably too young to be working. So why are you worried about the person having money? Yeah, you've got to like, and plus this is the time when you're building your personality. You're figuring out what you like, what you don't like. You're trying to figure out your career and and where you want to go. Don't distract yourself with this other stuff because relationships, there's drama there. There's always drama there because you're dealing with another person and their wants and needs. Okay, so don't get get in too heavy. All right, very good. We don't want you dating an older guy. Okay, period, the end. Save that. For yeah. when you're older, yeah, okay? You're older. All right. So here's a question. I got accepted into college in Georgia, but my boyfriend did not. He wants me to stay home in D.C. What should I do? What should I do, Uncle X? And that's that's interesting. I, I, I would, a part of me says, well, did your boyfriend get accepted anywhere? Because it sounds mm-hmm. like you both graduated from high school together. You're both applying for colleges. Mm-hmm. You got accepted to a college and he didn't. So did he get accepted anywhere? Because Good that question. will be a true indication on how you move next. Right. Now, if he didn't get and accepted what anywhere, mine's, what is, mine's, where's mine? And if yeah. he's just like, look, I'm just going to stay at home. I want you to stay at home with me. I'll figure something out. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, nope, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm on that midnight train to Georgia. I'm gone. Like, I'm not I'm not about to stay here. I'm not about to stay here while you try to figure out life because life is starting to develop for me. I don't want to, you know, you don't want to miss out on these opportunities because, again, you don't get these opportunities again. Yeah, one time, one life. Your life is like a chessboard. You trying to figure out one step, one step, one step at a time. Yep, and you got to be, you know, and I'm, I'm, 
I played chess for so many years. Yeah. You have to be very strategic. Right. You have to be three or four steps ahead. And when you're African-American, you got to be five, six steps ahead. Right. It's really, you know, growing up in this society, it's not. It's not. So that means you got to be a step ahead of the competition of your counterparts. And you can't have a boy or a significant other or someone that said they they support you and they want you to be successful holding you back. It's very selfish of him to say, I don't want you to go. Yeah. Selfish. Right. Call it what it is. Mm-hmm. This is not about, do you love me? No, no. No, no, no. Does he love, love you? Ain't got nothing Does to do he with love it. you? Because he would want to see you grow. Yes. All right. How about this one? I'm saving for a Gucci handbag. Okay. But no matter how hard I try, I can't save enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can you recommend a trading app or a sports betting app that I should use? Where, where can I get some fast money, Uncle? This? You're like, you reaching. You, you, <laughs> you are a little risky. Me and Jamie Foxx, hey, we no, should like you, some you, money. MGM? No, you're a little risky. You're a little risky. You're, you know what? Do this. Do me a favor. And, you know... I'm your uncle, and then hopefully you have other uncles in your life yes. that don't mind supporting your your endeavors of buying purses, right? So let's <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Put that per- a picture of the purse on your nightstand on the wall somewhere, right? Yes. Save up as much as you can. You know, throw out there in Facebook. Look, we live in a world now that people ask for all type of money for all type of reasons. Look, be honest. Hey, everyone. I saved half for this Gucci bag. This is the Gucci bag that I really, really, really want. What? I'm doing a fundraiser. Is this a oh, GoFundMe for go my fund me. Go fund me for my first Gucci bag. I have half of it. Help a sister out. Go to church and be like, listen, I'm taking up a collection. Look, I'm taking a collection. Here's what I got. Here's a, here's a screenshot of my savings account. I literally have half. Help me get the other half. Oh, that's Show very initiative. Creative. Show initiative. Because with my girls... Even though they're spoiled, and my nieces, even though I'm starting to spoil them, uh, I do say to, this past weekend, mm-hmm. one of my nieces said, "Hey, we're we're at the mall, and I'm taking them out to eat and uh, just spend a time with them." Yeah. And I, and they say, "Oh, I want some shoes." I said, "Oh, okay." And then my daughter, she's a shoe freak, so she goes, "Oh, I pull these up on I forgot the app." <laughs> okay. She pulls some app up, but we're in the store, and she they're like, "Oh, we want three eighty for it, some Ooh. Jordans." Ooh. And she I'm like, "Okay, uncle, I want I want uh, get those." I thought, "Oh, okay." And then my daughter looks at she's like, "I can get them for one eighty. I said, all right, because my kids, they They're know about around? Yeah, they know about oh, it in our house. They know it. We don't pay so retail. We do not pay retail. <laughs> we don't pay retail. So, <laughs> so then I took it a step further. I said, look, show me bees. All bees. I got it. I'll go, I'll Aww. go get it. I'll get it from this store. We can order it online. Yeah. I'll get it. Cause she's having some t- a tough time with school. I said, show me that you want this. Mm-hmm. And that's the same Incentive. thing that you can do. You know, ask somebody, look, what what would I have to do? Go to a parent, an uncle, an uh, aunt. Ask, what can I do to get these? What do you want me to do? What do you need me to do? You what got you some need? work you I can, to do? I can, can I, I can do it. Do you know somebody in the family that needs help with work? I, everybody in the family, there's at least one entrepreneur yes. in the family. Yes. Find that entrepreneur be like, hey, you need me to do something, cousin? Because I'll do it because I'm trying to get this bag. All of these are legal ways yes. for you to get, get something that you really <laughs> want. You could t- get a part-time job. I delivered. I was a paper girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. You've got to come up with something. But we don't want you to go into these apps um, yeah. because we don't want you doing going to these betting apps. We, we want you to be very careful trying to trade underage without supervision. Yes, um, yes. All of that is very, very dangerous out here. But listen— There are experts like Uncle X that you can call and ask questions in in finance, too. Now, our last question before we roll up out of here. Mm -hmm. Should I use marijuana because everyone else is? 
If you're underage, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. DC code is quite clear. Under 21, absolutely not no. illegal. You could get hemmed up if they so choose, right? They're yep. not necessarily yep. enforcing right now, but they could at any moment. Yeah, and you have to understand the reason why. And I know government has all this red tape, but sometimes the red tape is good. The reason why they say they don't want kids indulging in THC or these type of products is because it could developmentally stunt your growth. It could developmentally hurt your brain. That's right. These things, like you're engaging in these things early. The earlier you're engaging in, the, the more likely it is that you're going to have a crappy life. Why? Because you're not going to be able to keep up with think. your peers. You're not going to be able to think. You're not going to be able to function. Yeah. I know they say that, oh, you got to function to cry here. Look. That's because they went through school, they got what they got, they got what they had, and then they became a crackhead. And that's why they're functioning, because they spent all that time doing it right, right. before they did that's it wrong. That's a good point. So, look, 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 it that way. Look, they, they don't start out as a functioning crackhead. <laughs> they eventually got there, right? They started doing good. They was working. They was a productive citizen of society, and then something went wrong. Right, a wrong choice, something a wrong path, awry. and then they. But they did, they still functioning. <laughs> they still functioning. So it again. If you're too young to do it, don't do it. Don't do it. And guess what? We don't know what's in this stuff. You're not growing it yourself. You are not like uh, drying it or rolling <laughs> it or this is what I hear. Okay. If you're not, you don't know what's in it. You and don't. and they these can be days, people are anything. lacing this stuff yes. with everything. It's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. They're doing studies right now trying to figure out what's the impact on children, on adults, because it's not something that was studied. So, Take it easy. Yes. Take it easy. Slow down. Step back. Um, have a have a a, a, a soda pop <laughs> and call it a day. Okay. <laughs> we don't want you to experiment with your life, baby. You only yes. have one. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we're almost at time here. All right. Thank you so much, Uncle X, for sharing your tea with us. You know, growing up in D.C. is hard, but sugar, you don't have to do it alone. Join us every week for reliable answers to your questions. I'm Auntie M. I'm director of the High Tea Society. You can DM me at High Tea Society INC. That's High Tea Society INC. Because we have the tea to help girls succeed. Tools for excellence and achievement. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Ask Your Auntie with your host, Marisa Terrell Esquire. The transition from girlhood to womanhood can be difficult without guidance. We have the T to help girls succeed. When you can't ask your mom or Gma, ask your auntie.